Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Emotional withdrawers. Mm. They can be so hard to access. They're so well defended. They frustrate so many people. So what can we do with that, Lori? In this episode, we really want to talk to therapists about kind of understanding how to re-engage the emotional withdrawal by using the sexual cycle. But then we also want to talk to you emotional withdrawers and the emotional pursuer and how you might re-engage your partner through the sexual cycle. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. Great sex, great love. Here comes the big day, Lori. October 28th. It is sneaking up on us. Hey, it's a great chance for couples to be intentional and spend some time together. We guarantee you're going to have some different conversations and really move that needle in the direction of more fun and safety. How do you beat that? Absolutely. And we really want you to sign up. Go to our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. You'll find it under the resource section. And we just appreciate those who have already signed up. Love to have the rest of you join us. As a firefighter, if you couldn't go through the front door because it was on fire, <laughs> you went through the back door, you climbed through a window, you just found other ways in. I think mm -hmm. it's that same mindset that we're trying to work. And so many people and partners get so, or therapists get so frustrated with the emotional withdrawal because your attempts to access them through those vulnerable feelings, they just block, they block, they block, they block. Why it's so helpful to be aware of the sexual cycle, because in a sexual cycle, these emotional withdrawers switch roles. They become the pursuer. They want something. It's a lot easier to access their emotions if you could tap into what they're pushing for and fighting for. It just makes it easier. So I think it'd be cool, Lori, if we, we use a transcript when we're training therapists just to make this come alive and just to help listeners and therapists or partners just to see the openings that are there that might lead to different results. Yeah. Okay. I love this. And We've got actually three people here, so maybe I'll just use a really low voice when I'm Alan. <laughs> you be the therapist? Um, or you be Alan, too? 
Use a high voice when you you, you are Alan. You're more talented with your voice, Jensen, than I am. I don't know about that. I'll be Alan. How about you be the therapist? Okay. 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 So as the therapist, so tell me a little bit about why you've come to therapy, y'all. And then Janae might say, okay, well, mostly it's what I told you on the phone. We're just not communicating. Every time we try to talk about something, he just we blow up at each other and then he leaves the room. I might say as the therapist, can you tell me specifically what you fight about? Janae, well, our kids are teenagers and he's a lot stricter than I am. And there's a lot of tension about money. Alan wants us to save money for their college, but I want them to have clothes and do all those important things that the kids really need to do right now. And it's just a lot of stress. Every time I try to talk about something, he, you know, he walks away therapist. And Alan, would you agree with all that, that things are pretty stressful around kids and money? Yeah, I mean, things are stressful. I think she wishes I made more money. But what's the point in talking when all she does is complain, complain, complain? We're really not that close anymore. We're just like business partners who just want such different things. Okay, so I'm the therapist and I'm going for the emotional cycle right now. Yeah. Can you tell me more about what happens when Janae complains? It's really not a big deal. I just tune her out. Who wants to hear that criticism? Yeah. I imagine criticizing might what? Maybe hurt your feelings? Not really. I mean, basically, I'm a pretty upbeat, positive person, and I really just don't let her negativity bring me down. Okay. So so let's debrief this little vignette for a minute. The therapist has a choice, right? She She can go for the emotional cycle and try to get deeper there. Or she could maybe hear something else. But in this case, she's trying to deepen him and imagine what it's like for him emotionally when his wife is complaining and suggesting to him maybe an emotion. Maybe you feel hurt a little bit. He totally blocks that. And blocks it for good reasons because, again, my strategy as Alan is to keep the emotional temperature down. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. I want to focus on the positive. I don't want to get into the negative. I don't want to have a fight. I don't want to make things worse. So the therapist and try to bring attention to the criticism. My whole strategy is designed to try to turn that down. So I'm going to do to the therapist exactly what I do to my wife. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to just try to stay positive. And right. it's, it is a withdrawing strategy, right? To see the good in everything, to be upbeat because it does kind of prevent an emotional discussion that could blow up. So, yeah, I, I think as a therapist, every one of us has encountered this, and we're like, well, I'm sympathetic to you. I, I feel your shame about not making more money. Why can't you tell me? Mm. You know. Yeah. And, of course, he's like, no way am I going to go there with you, lady. You know, so. Right. Okay. And this is partners, too, when you try to get your withdrawn emotional partner to engage around things that they're defended against. You know, we want to start expecting that defensiveness, that trying to push away the potential for a fight. But it makes people think I can't reach this person, right? There's, there's, there's not a lot of openings to get them to become more engaged. But what mm-hmm. we want to do is now we want to take it from the same moment. Maybe we'll start it over again, right? And okay. I love your changing in voices, Laura. That's really cool. 
<laughs> right? But in that moment, what we want you all listening to is that critical moment, you know, where I share the complaining I don't like and that we're not close anymore. And instead of going for the complaining, the therapist is going to go for the not close, really more specifically towards the sexual cycle and see the difference that that makes in either getting me to open up or getting me to put up a wall. Okay. So I can be Janae again. Yeah. Well, our kids are teenagers and he's stricter than I am. And so there's a lot of tension. There's tension about money. You know, Alan wants us to save money for their college, which I get, but I really want them to have clothes and do all those important activities for the kids right now. It's you know, this this is important, too. And so there's a lot of stress. And then every time I try to talk about something, he just walks away. Therapist to Alan this time. So, Alan, w- would you agree with that, that things are pretty stressful around kids and money? Sure. I mean, it, it's stressful. I think she wishes I made more money. But what's the point of talking about it when all she does is complain, complain, complain? We're really just not that close anymore. We're just business partners who just want such different things. Hmm. So could you tell me a little bit about not feeling close and just being business partners? What else do you want me to tell you? Well, I'm just curious, uh, you know, maybe about your intimacy. Is is there touch and affection? Is is there sex? Hmm. Well... To be honest, we haven't had sex in two years. I mean, I, I never imagined when we got married that we'd reach such a horrible place like this. Mm. So the choice point here is that the therapist hears his side of it, that he's also bringing into it something really vulnerable by talking about not feeling close, that they're business partners. And you know, she could have fall. It, it wouldn't have been a mistake for her to follow the emotional cycle. But I, I think picking up that he probably is a sexual pursuer and going that direction is prob- knowing his direction, knowing his drive will give you an in into what's important to him. And that will help his vulnerability. So then she goes for that. You know, Precisely. and asks about the sexual cycle. Here's his pain over not feeling close, over separateness, business, transactional. They're just transactional. That's He's saying something there. So Lori's really highlighting something so important, right? As Alan, I introduced the comment, I don't feel close anymore. Something's driving me. Whenever a withdrawer is initiating sharing something, There's some emotion driving that. So yes, you can go to complaining, which is, uh, you know, what we talk about all the time. And it's, I don't really want to engage it. But when, even when Lori said to him, tell me more about not feeling close, I was like in a bit of a bind because I don't really want to talk about my feelings, but this is really important to me. Mm -hmm. Like this one is like, there's something that drives it. So before you know it, I'm engaging around this topic. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about feeling horrible, not having sex for two years. I mean, it's it's such a powerful force. So when we can see the, the opening for the sexual cycle, right, it's a great way of getting this emotional withdrawal to start feeling more emotion. 
If you can't, and there's nothing wrong with trying the emotional cycle first, but if you run into a dead end, switch gears, pivot, head towards that sexual cycle, and you might be surprised by the amount of emotion you get. Right, and I, I just want to reiterate, it's when he says we're really not that close anymore, this is a withdrawer coming forward. He is exactly. actually revealing something, and I think if we're not careful and we don't listen you know, we could write that off. And one of the things I worry about, because our field is so feminine, and there are so many more female therapists now than male therapists, that, you know, potentially, the male sexual pursuer is kind of missed in his vulnerability, right in this moment, first session, he is being vulnerable. And that needs to be honored, he needs to be seen there in order for therapy to be safe. Okay. So let's come back and let's talk about how to make it safer for everybody to start having more of these conversations. Okay. I wish I was still in bed with my cozy earth sheets. (laughs) I need a couple more hours there, Lori. And you're naked in bed with these cozy earth sheets, right? Oh, (laughs) Sorry, but I mean, I swear to you, these are the softest materials on the earth. And you just want to take your clothes off and be under the sheet. It is so great. I love it. It's also been featured on Oprah's Favorites for four years in a row. And I mean, no kidding. This is naked time. (laughs) Please. It's not just sheets. I mean, they do tank tops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, you name it, scrunchies. It's so many great things, products. Yeah, this is a bamboo fabric, and that makes it so that it's breathable. So please go to Cozy Earth. They've provided an offer for our listeners, 35% off site-wide. So when you use the code foreplay, so go to CozyEarth.com and use the code foreplay for 35% off site-wide. Hey, gee, I used ZocDoc the other day. It's like this app that basically reviews lots of different things. It reviews doctors, restaurants, you know, and it it can help you find many things really easily. A quality doctor, a doctor that takes your insurance, a doctor that's nearby, you know, and it helps you even book. So it was so cool. I was actually looking for a specialist. Actually, I'm looking for somebody up in New York. And I was able to find somebody. It was very neat using ZocDoc. And I just want to encourage our listeners this app, they support our podcast, and it's a cool way. It's, it's very efficient to find the right doctor to find a restaurant and book that. That is a great thing. And ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed take your insurance and are available when you need them. Pretty good stuff. Exactly. So go to ZocDoc.com slash foreplay and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then basically start your search for a top-rated doctor who might be available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash foreplay, ZocDoc.com slash foreplay. So I appreciate your emphasis on safety. I mean, therapists are often trained and get lots of practice with the emotional cycle. And it's earned trust, so they have a lot of confidence with it. And we haven't had so much training around the sexual cycle, most therapists. 
you know, it's always astounded that 70% of therapists don't even talk about sex, That's which amazing. is predictable, right? Because you grow up in families that don't talk about it, and you go to a graduate programs that often don't talk about and it. And it feels voyeuristic sometimes to bring it up. Right. And I love your line when you say, if you're a couples therapist, you're a sex therapist. Absolutely. You might choose not to talk about it, but that's part of your job description. If you're working with the dynamics of a couple, you got to have to work with these dynamics. Exactly. And who else is going to talk to them about this? Exactly. And if you don't, you force them to have to be the ones bringing it up. And a lot of couples don't feel comfortable doing that. Everybody's just going to agree to avoid it. Exactly. And what what a missed opportunity that is, because mm-hmm. for some people, sex is, and we're holding both truths here. For some people, they need sex to feel close. It's their primary way of connecting. And for other people, emotionally, they need to feel close to want to have sex. Like, why can't we hold both of them? Just because we want to give some space to the sexual pursuer to put words to what it's like to not get their primary love language. That's got to be hard. We also can turn around and give space to that sexual withdrawer that for good reasons doesn't want to open up their body to be having sex when they feel emotionally galaxies apart from their partner. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. That leads to really bad things, forcing yourself to have sex when you don't want to have sex. Terrible. Terrible. So mm-hmm. again, is it therapist? But it also leads to bad things. If you long and ache and want sex and you never know if it's coming. Right, which is why we want to lean into this area. Avoiding the sexual cycle is avoiding both people in a really desperate need when the sex isn't working, right? That emotional withdrawal is put in a position of kind of wanting to give sex when they don't feel safe for it. That's going to do some bad things. And for that sexual pursuer to not have a chance to have sex or to get sex that's just kind of doing it for them, not because the person wants it. Lay there uh, and think of England. Yeah. Do it for your country and salute. I mean, that's (laughs) (laughs) this, this, this couple needs help in this area. Yeah. And this is most couples. Most couples. And every couple needs to be strong emotionally and sexually. That's what makes the strongest bond as a couple. It's exactly. it's not just an extra. It's not just like chores. I mean, we sex is what makes us feel alive with each other. I mean, to me, it's what defines a romance. So what would we say to the emotional pursuer and the sexual withdrawer? Just 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 do it, right? Just do it already. <laughs> just give your partner sex. No, I think it's always safe. So if I was the therapist, right, and, and you're being Jane and Janae and I want to explore the sexual cycle. I want to ex- get your buy-in to explore the sexual cycle, right? So if I would say something like, hey, I, I know, you know, if obviously you haven't had sex for two years, there's some really, you're missing each other for really, you know, good reasons. And, and Jane, you, you, when you don't feel close to somebody, it makes sense why you don't want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that would be and that force yourself would only make the problem worse so that you put up, you know, you drew a line in the sand saying, if we're not going to do this emotional closeness thing, I'm not so interested in sex. Right. You have good reasons for that. And we need to kind of give you some space to put words to that. Well, would it be okay for you to just try to understand what it's like on the other side of the street where your Mm -hmm. partner, you know, wants to have sex? 
has that testosterone that kind of drives kind of wanting that. And for good reasons, you're not in a place where you want to respond to because you're not feeling emotionally safe. Like, what does that even do to him? Would you be open to exploring that a little bit? Okay, so I I just want to pause because I think what you're doing is what's so important in what we do in therapy, right, is we acknowledge and validate her position first so that she feels understood, that relaxes her nervous system. This man therapist, even though he's a man, he can kind of get me. He he understands that I'm I'm not just frigid. I, I'm not just a withholder. It's like he's understanding the process in my mind as to kind of what happens to me, why I can't respond. And then he checks and asks permission, would I be able to stretch right now for just a minute and think about the other side of the street? Exactly. Okay. So what and if I say- maybe you also- get the buy-in of and this might be a way of understanding because i know you've been wanting to know emotionally what's happening and your attempts to be pushing to get him to talk about how he's feeling hasn't worked this might be a way of getting some of that Mm -hmm. and i i know because i've talked to (laughs) thousands of clients all the resistance that would come up but but let's pretend that she says okay you know, it's like, I, I guess if if it would allow him to be more emotional and to let me in a little bit more, yeah, I guess I would be willing. Okay. And if you weren't willing, what would you say? I mean, there would be so many protests. You know, there would okay. be the protests of, um, so you're just saying that he should tell me that he wants sex? I, I know that. I already know that. I know he wants sex. I mean, I don't know that that's brand new information that I'm going to get. Right. You know, I, I could be hostile to so again, you. But that hostility, that defensiveness, again, we're going to want to roll with it. Because again, you're coming here because you want to bridge the emotional distance. Mm-hmm. That feels like the priority. You mm-hmm. know, in your heart, if that if we were feeling emotionally safer, then the sex piece would improve with it mm-hmm. and you know that's like second or third down the list for you mm-hmm. so again i appreciate the part of you saying why are we talking about this <laughs> or sixth or seventh right like why do we need to move this up to one right now like that's not what you came here for and again right. i just want to honor that because again what makes you feel safe that emotional connection that is your priority and i want to make that a priority too and, uh, you know, it seems like your attempts to get your husband to engage, you know, emotionally has run up against some walls and some blocks. Yeah, right? and, and he's and about- got plenty of emotion. I mean, he right. loses his mind and his temper with the kids. And there's plenty of emotion in our house. Let me tell you that, George. Right. And, and, that, and that, emotion- that temper, like that resides in my body. I feel I that all the time. I don't. Right. I can't relax and have sex when I, I'm on edge. Absolutely. Right. There's an impact to his reactivity, to his anger, to his walking away that does something to you that your body holds on to. And it makes it impossible for your body then to want to open up like everything's fine again. Exactly. And we got to figure out how to, how to do that differently, how to make your body less carrying all this tension. Right. But your husband's letting us, you know, you see the only emotion you see is his anger or you see him walking away. But you really don't get to know what's happening inside of him, how he feels about himself when things are disconnected. 
so often it seems to you like he doesn't care because you see his back. You know, my experience is right before he turns away, there is actually something happening that maybe nobody's helped him put words into it. So again, I'm just wanting to use, you know, the conversation around sex, like I would around a conversation with money or kids. It just gives us a chance to get to know somebody and what happens to them in that moment right before they protect themselves. I trust there's a lot going on with your husband. I'm not really sure what, the, what that is. And I'm, I, I, do you know what's going on with him? No, because he really just walks away doesn't and he talk doesn't about talk it, right? about it. Right? Yeah. So again, this is our opportunity. You're not really sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure your husband knows what's going on. But that's what the work is, trying to understand that. So would it be okay if we just took a couple of minutes to try to understand, like, what's going on with him? I know you have a totally different reality. And the goal of doing all this work is to bridge the distance and help both of you become emotionally closer and safer. And this is just a way I want to try to see if I can access some of that emotion. Okay, you can try him. So again, what we're doing is just (laughs) trying to work with what is. People have really good reasons why they don't want to talk about the sexual cycle. And can I, I just say, G, can yeah. I just say, I, I love to see you work. It's like you're very masterful at taking down somebody's defense. You you go with them and you validate them. You feel with them. And then there's just kind of this tiny little shift that you pull them right back into the direction you want to go. So G-Man, G-Man. G-Man. He's good. Well, like, I appreciate, again, we want to train therapists and train our partners to be ready for defenses, to stop fighting these defenses. People have good reasons for them. If you're going to get a bit hostile because I want to talk about sex, I got to honor that and not get frustrated by that. You have really good reasons. It's not what you came in looking for. You got a whole list of things you're looking for. Now I'm talking about sex. So I should expect that. And I should be able to spend some time trying to work with that. Mm-hmm. But in our last two minutes here, I, I, you know, what can we do now with this male kind of sexual pursuer who doesn't really want to do emotions? What has some big emotions around this? I mean, yeah. this is this yeah, is yeah. the chance to really understand, you know, that horrible place. Okay. And to use that place to start getting some engagement, getting some going towards the partner instead of going away from the partner. Okay. Good. Let's see that one. <laughs> so what would you say to him? Am I him now or are you him? Yeah, you could be him. Okay. Well, just to to be able to say, and again, it's a dance because you're bringing attention emotionally to something they want to turn down, but they also want to talk about it. So you have to kind of go with the flow of the dance. But for me to say something like, you know, I really appreciate, you know, oftentimes you, you want to go away and not make things worse and keep the kind of emotional temperature kind of low and calm where you can make more relaxed decisions. And you're really good at that in most areas of your life, you know, and yet in this area where connecting sexually, especially for a lot of men, it's like, it's so much more than the orgasm. I mean, it's kind of how you kind of relax and get closer. And it it just, it, it means so much to, to, have run into blocks and to actually find yourself not having sex for two years. Ugh. And wow. that's, you know, that's what she says. She always says, I just want to get off. And all I think about is sex. And it's like, you know what? If I just wanted to get off and all I thought about is sex, I wouldn't have stuck in this for two years. 
Right. Again, even as you start talking about, I can feel your pace picking up as you you can feel the frustration in it. Like, and you, you want to talk about her and how she sees it and how it's not fair and, you know, how you wish that was different. Right. And, and again, that's all important. And I also want to invite you into like that, that, that space where it doesn't seem like she wants to have sex with you. I mean, that would be a hard spot for anyone. It's like, and, and, and the, that, it's like, it's like the world is black. The world is empty. I mean, mm-hmm. who marries and isn't sexual? I, I just like, it's just, it's just empty. There's nothing well, to look forward similar, to. You know, I, I, I appreciate you, appreciate you letting us into the dark place where it feels empty. So often what you say is about what she's not doing or could be doing, or it turns into that kind of message of, of criticism towards her. Very similar to what she does to you around the kids and the money and all these other topics. You know, in this space, you know, when it comes to sex, it's like you switch roles. Your brain wants to focus on her and changing her. But nobody really gets to see that horrible place inside of you that feels black and feels empty. And that feels pretty important to me. Because right? if we can talk about that place, you know, you deserve help in that place, just like your wife deserves help in a place where she's struggling and she feel, might feel that way in other conversations. Right? Couples that learn how to kind of meet each other in these places, you know, it's one thing to be loved when everything's going well, but it's another thing to be loved in places where we doubt that love. And it's where we need it the most. So this is just a start of a process. I'm starting to get this withdrawer to start kind of seeing the value. I need to get that withdrawer's buy-in to want to go to these emotional places that are open through the sexual cycle. I I think too, you know, as a sexual pursuer pretending to be male, the fact that I would have said it's empty and dark or black, that that probably would have been three sessions later before I gave you that, you know, I mean – that was that was a lot to admit about what it's like for me. Um, yeah. So, but I wanted to speed up the process so, yeah. <laughs> so and you, I could, loved you could get somewhere. You, right, and I love that you kept trying to focus. Every time you would touch the pain, you'd go back to focusing on what she could do differently right. that wouldn't make you feel. And that's a typical exactly. strategy that now this sexual pursuer is going to use. He's focusing on her instead of his own vulnerability. Right. It's what not she so doesn't different. do. What she doesn't do. Um, yeah. Emotional sexual cycle. We're trying to honor the protection. And we're trying to shift underneath that protection to get them to share the vulnerability because vulnerability mm-hmm. pulls people closer. Defensiveness pushes people further away. So mm-hmm. use this sexual cycle. If your partner is this is their primary love language, like we got to figure out how to help them put words to it because there's a big part of their humanity that's lurking in this place and they mm-hmm. might not have the words of being able to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, I think, as we do that, especially as partners, we can be so triggered, you know, because they're talking about our failure, what we're not giving them, what, what's not happening. It's hard to stay in that place yes. where we just keep reflecting, keep validating. If I were in your shoes, this is what I would feel. You know, it that's tough. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. We'd just love to invite you to our Great Sex, Great Love Couples Retreat on Friday, October 28th 
10 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, George and I are really going to help you apply what you learn in the podcast to your relationship. So if your marriage or partnership is functional, but it's not that exciting, or you want to deepen that connection and really improve your intimacy or, you know, make sex something that isn't just a check off your list and try to bring the sizzle back, please join us. We are going to spend a whole day enhancing your relationship and intimacy, dealing with the cycle, making it safe for you to talk about desire, talk about the actual sex acts that you're doing. Also express what's going on in your mind, body and heart and your spirit to find deeper sexual connection with each other. That's October 28th. You can find it on foreplaysextherapy.com under our resources to sign up now. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. And we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.